welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Paul J. Daly, and I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, The Automotive Manifesto. Um, the subtitle is How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive. And this is a book you know, geared toward the automotive industry, but really it's a book about brand and a book about connecting and pretty much saying that marketing and sales and the tactics we've used for years and years that were pay-to-play, that were advertising-based, that these things, if you ignore connection and ignore building a brand that actually empathizes and understands people, well, you're simply not going to survive. And we've seen this over and over. So I hope to shoot a little bit of energy, put a little steel in the spine of the people building brands and willing to make the change in innovating. Uh, this book's specifically a little more in automotive, but I think if you're into company culture, if you're into brand building and marketing, and just understanding that it's a journey and it's a decision you make every day can get something out of this book. So I hope you check it out, The Automotive Manifesto, How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive. Hey, welcome to the Pints of Polishing Podcast. We are live on location at the Prairie Brew Pub. On location. And DJ just mentioned how nice they were. They literally turned the music down for us for the past hour and a half. Very accommodating. And just cranked it back up. Yeah. That's nice. Very nice. Like, good people here. Love it. Incredible beer. Yeah. Very good. Oh, the beer is so good. This is my new... uh, my new stomping grounds. You've never been. I've never been here. Okay. I walk by all the time and see all the, um, what do you call them? The fermenters. fermenters. And I'm like, that's a badass place. i got to go there one day. And here I am recording a podcast. I didn't know you've never been. Nope. Okay, so then I should have got the mac and cheese. Dang you, it. If you haven't had the mac and cheese at the Prairie Brew Pub, you have literally missed an experience. Well, we're going to try to make this our, our new home here and there. We are. So... Maybe we'll have mac and cheese every week. Maybe we will. Maybe you can mention that Maybe when I can you're mention trying to that talk when I'm to, trying to, talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah. Anyway, so we uh, we had on this podcast um, a most incredible Paul Daly. If you guys, you've got to listen to his story. It's very impressive of what he accomplished. And we decided, so we sent him. DJ and I were talking. We were like, hey, what beer should we send him? Prairie, hands down. And, and yeah, it was. It was kind of unanimous. Yeah. We tossed around a couple, but then we were like, Prairie is like the main beer, craft beer of Oklahoma. But people from all over. And people from all over know it. Yep. So we sent him the Prairie Standard. We sent him the Prairie Bomb. Standard because that's your favorite of the Prairie beers, but it might, you know, you now pretty. Man, you know, that, that Prairie the bomb is great. That, that Prairie Bomb. I'm a drinker. I like to drink, like, a lot of beer, so I drink the more... So the bomb is more like a high alcohol content. I can't sit and binge drink the bomb. What the fuck did you just say? You You normally just love, oh, if it's high alcohol, I want that, and I'm going to drink a ton of that. High alcohol is You just kind of got older. This is 13 He's 30. He's 30. That's what just happened. Fucking egg. No. DJ, you turned 30 two weeks ago, and you are now transforming into an old fart. You are now an old fart because you're 30. Keep going. Fucking egg. 
you have not stopped. We've got plenty of content. We could go back, and it's all about <laughs> high alcohol. And you just said that you like to drink long time. You this just like, got old. This is ultra high. This you is got 13%. old. You got old. This is thirteen percent alcohol. You're old. No, I'm not going to go and he buy. He is now a thirty plus. And he has transitioned from his 20s where he just got the high and I wanted to drink and the higher alcohol. You do the intro. (laughs) That is awesome. So what was that? Two weeks ago, you you found a new beer that's your new favorite. We're redoing this again. And now... Nope. Now you nope, have not. transitioned into your thirties, yeah. and you typically you go to the standard Redo. because you said you like to drink longer. Redo. Wow. Hey, welcome, welcome to being old. Nicely Whoa, done, DJ. You're forty. Don't. No, 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 no. There's no welcome to being old here. You're. Just, <laughs> that's hilarious, Marty. No, no, no. you're old. <laughs> I'm not old yet. I'm just scratching the surface. I am. My daughters are in town, and we cut my hair last night. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and they're like, what is that? I let them cut it because yeah, they whatever. just, you know, it's fun. And you they wear a hat all the time. Anyway. They trim it up. And, you know, like, hey, Dad, what, like, how'd you get that? Like, like, why is there no hair up there? Like, how'd you get it? I'm like, uh, hey, uh, Grandpa. Yes, because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it's family genes. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, no, this was an awesome podcast. Oh, man. This was great. Guys, you need to share this podcast. Oh. Any Definitely. other detailer that you know this is needs to learn from yeah, Paul Daly. This is the one podcast I'm like my most anticipated recorded podcast yet. We've had some really good ones. We've had some amazing ones. But for some reason I'm like, I can't wait to talk to Paul. And I think it's because of his story. Yeah. Literally started doing a wheel because somebody gave him oh, something. His story's like, incredible. It's incredible. Incredible. Like, you guys need to share this, this to every detailer here, you know. Guaranteed one hundred percent. One hundred. Inside joke. You'll get that later. Anyway, thanks always. DJ and I talk about it. Where you guys send us messages, you ask questions. Like, man, that's what we're here for. We're trying to help the industry, help you guys. Uh, We were talking to Jonathan earlier, the president of IDA. He talks about he loves the podcast. Like, listen, we you know we do too. We think it's fun. We try and just help as many people as we can yeah, and help the industry grow. Beer. It's not an excuse to just hang out and drink beer. It's like an extra excuse. Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know what they say? You know what they say. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, please refer to whoever. Give us a rating if you care. I mean, they don't have to, DJ. They don't have they to don't a rating. Have to. I mean, we just say, I, who gives a fuck everyone about says a rating. That. Hey, like us, give a rating, review. But, hey, I mean, we, we definitely to. do appreciate it, though. Honestly. More things would be beneficial if they passed it on to another detailer so that that detailer could grow from exactly. the information. Exactly. Screw the review. Pass it on. All right. Guys, listen. In. You'll enjoy it. It's incredible. Have a great day. What? Have what? or make a? Have a or make a? What is they got to make a. They make it. They, they have, have to make it. make it. Hold on. Whatever. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Hey, DJ. Hey, Marty. Uh, This is really fun today. Super excited. Uh, Well, we are live uh, on location at the Prairie Brew Pub. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, Oklahoma breweries. Um, They've got really great beer. Mostly they're known for stouts. Um, what do you think of the pretzels, though? The pretzels, are those not amazing? Pretzels are really good. Not only do they have really good food here at the little brew pub, uh, but they have uh, some amazing beer. And we're going to dive into some really great beer with a really cool dude. Hey, Paul, introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? Thanks 
for having me. Uh, name is Paul J. Daly. I don't know how much of an introduction should I give. I mean, I don't. Nobody knows who I am, so I'm not. Gonna well, I'm sure many people way. do. <laughs> how much? How much time do you have? <laughs> like, is this like thirty second intro? Man, this, this is whatever you want. Take ninety. Take ninety seconds. Okay. Um, well, first and foremost, I grew up in Philly, so I'm a Philly kid. That I, I live in upstate New York now. Um, so I'm, I'm all Philly all the way through sports. Eagles fan. Eagles, of course. I, I love disappointment. It made me tough. Made me who I am. I always tell, tell my kids don't get used to Super Bowl wins. We're back to Eagles football. Yeah. Just being just disappointed and angry, but that's okay. Um, hey, how's yeah. that go with Gary? How's he like that? With the Eagles? Yeah. Oh, he's cool with the Eagles. <laughs> he, was like, he, was, he was super stoked last year, honestly. I mean, they beat the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, and then you have Marty who wears a Patriots jersey <laughs> to oh, the convention. Oh, my gosh. I was. I was in that room, and that's probably – I saw you for the first time at Agent 2021, like, where I, we had a conversation. I was like, who is this guy in the Tom Brady jersey? And literally the first thing Gary said, we were in a small little session, and Gary walks in the room, and, and Marty's sitting in the front row in a Patriots jersey, and Gary <laughs> walks up and he goes, oh, that's freaking aggressive. He says, like, first words out of his mouth, that's aggressive. Marty got the reaction that there. he wanted. Right? And, and awesome. Gary still answered his question. It was really nice. Yeah, so. yeah, he was. He, even though I, I had on his uh, least job, favorite uh, fan. Good job, man. Or least favorite player. He hates Tom Brady. Hates him. Hates him he with hates a passion. Him. He does. And you know what? I think he's getting soft. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally two years ago, Gary would not have had that soft of a reaction. Like, your question would have gotten answered, and probably worse. I <laughs> might have gotten kicked out of the room. <laughs> I think it, yeah, you might have. Two years ago, Gary? Maybe. Like, uh, Maybe. Sasha, his dad, when he saw me, he said the same thing. He was like, well, that's brave. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, so Eagles don't have the same effect on Gary. Honestly, Eagles and Jets coexist really well. We never play each other, um, you know, kind of in just a, an hour and a half apart. So, like, when Gary buys the Jets... I will just be kind of an all-green football fan. Jets will be my AFC team. Eagles will be my NFC team. If they get the Super Bowl, I still am an Eagles fan. Go green. Go green, huh? Yeah, that's that's, that's DJ's philosophy. So we we don't really know your story, Paul. I I randomly met you. I don't know. I mean, there was that room that we were in, but the first time I met you was about, what, two hours before – and so the, the event that we're talking about is Gary Vaynerchuk, who we've said openly is the reason why we started the podcast. We love following his content. Um, DJ accuses me all the time of drinking his Kool-Aid. And I'm like, well, the Paul, like, bays in the Kool-Aid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you drink it, Paul bays in it? Yeah. He orders it on Amazon Prime and gets it delivered today. Because Amazon. Right, Paul? Because, because Amazon? Amazon. Yeah. Absolutely. What's the story of that shirt? Yeah, so uh, what you referring to is I have a, Amazon. 
because it has reshaped the way that a retail customer expects to be treated um, yeah. in a retail scenario. So I wear that shirt. It always gets a lot of attention. I went to the mall. You know, I, I just designed it out quick, and they, they pressed them into the shirts. But I've had a lot of requests for them, so I'm probably going to open a small merch store, and that's going to be one of the items. I will buy a couple. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ditto. Yeah? You'll buy yeah, a couple? So that's, that's the Because Amazon shirt. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it just gets gets a little bit of attention and is a great conversation starter. Yeah, I won't buy stuff online unless it's two-day now. I know. I, I, just, I just, I literally, I see someone like, no, three days. Like, no, that's way too long. And it's free shipping. Yeah. Like, so Ian argues with me, why okay, do you give away free shipping? I'm you, like, because I am, I, I, I say the same thing. I go, did because you, Amazon. Did you guys hear that now they're doing, you have to have, one, you only have one prime order per week? Uh, Not yet. Know. Not yet, but I, what's what I heard is that. You have to, if you want a two-day, you have to, you only get one a week, so you got to bundle it all in one That one makes order. sense, because I, I will, I will, hour later, go, oh, yeah, oh shit, absolutely. I forgot to order that. And, and then, yeah, they're, yep, so. Hmm. Yeah, no, they need, they need to reprogram us. It's getting, it's not that it's getting too cumbersome. They just look and they think that, you know, they're going to make decisions. They're so savvy and smart. They're going to make decisions on whatever we think the customer will tolerate. Yeah. And, and they say we'll tolerate one a week, and if we don't, then it'll be two a week or four a week, or they'll go back. But yeah, they just think they can squeeze more out of it. Don't blame them. Not at all. No, but they're running a business. So, business. so the conference we're referring to is Agent 2021, and it was the week after Mobile Tech of January and 19th. Yep. So we all went to Mobile Tech, and DJ, you know why our class discussions did not have many people in them? Yeah, because they were too green. No, oh. because Paul was teaching at the big oh, one. He was the one. And that... Paul had all the people. Damn you, Are Paul. Really at the same time yeah, actually, I think so. <laughs> we were like, well, we were hoping for like five, and I think we got ten. And so we were like, cool, at least we got ten people. And <laughs> then we went over to another conference room where there's like massive. massive and it was yeah. like, oh, this is where Paul was. It was like, oh, okay, no wonder we didn't have anybody. Nicely done, Paul. Nicely done. That is, you know, so at that event, which is, which is a, let's just face it, like, that's a strange two conferences to run into each other at. Like, it's really rare. It was meant yeah. to be. <laughs> well, we absolutely, like, the first conversation we had outside, you know, the Miami Dolphins Stadium, and we're like, oh, you were at Mobile Tech Expo? You were at Mobile Tech Expo? It's like, I didn't know anybody else knew about that that's here. And we were both so, speaking. Yeah, so that's, that's where the story I was going to is, so I walk up, you know, and, and I'd even message DJ the night before, like, man, should I really do this? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was having some second thoughts about wearing the jersey. Um, but but I grew up as a kid playing baseball. And when we were trying to learn how to get onto a competitive baseball team, I something stuck with me of one of the coaches told us, if you go try out for a team, make sure you wear a bright color, make sure you do something different than everybody else, right? That's good advice. Stand out so that you'll, you know, you grab some attention and then you got to prove yourself, right? But at least you got a shot where the coach looked at you. Yep. It actually did help. I made a competitive baseball team as a kid, which then got me into a private school later for high school. So, I mean, it was really great advice. Um, but so I walk out there and I just go grab, I go grab, you know, what was it like? Some like muffins and fruit and yogurt, and I. Yeah. I I walk over and I, I've got there's two two tables to choose from. 
One with like a Guido guy that was like an all out, uh, I mean, he, he was decked out in shades. He had like these models next to him and like a full Armani suit. And then I see, what's his name? Was it John? And then there was me, right? No, 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 no. Who? His name is Glenn Cash. Glenn, yeah, yeah. And then there was Glenn. And I was like, uh, I'm going to go with Glenn. And so I sat down, and we just start talking. And then, yeah, then you walk up, and then the other guy was like, well, what do you do? Well, what do you do? Yeah. And I was like, this guy's pretty cool. And then, yeah, you were like mobile tech. And, I, yeah, it was just, it was like cool. I was, detailing, I was in my happy place. Yeah. And, uh, and you briefly told me your story then. Um, but uh, why don't you, for everybody else, um, you know, Give everybody your story, you know, you, you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Philly, a uh, very blue-collar family. My dad was a union phone installer for Bell Atlantic, which is now Verizon, um, in South Philly. So I grew up kind of a union family, real blue-collar, no entrepreneurs, no, no really hope to be more than blue-collar family. And uh, I was the first person in my house to go to school. I ended up going to a small Bible college in upstate New York, which was my first time really out of the tri-county area i grew up in philly south jersey so um, college you went to a bible school i did i went to a bible school in uh rochester new york called elam bible institute it wasn't even you guys are like <laughs> yeah that's you guys are like literally meant to be friends <laughs> i went yeah, right. i went to a baptist college yeah so okay. i went to an episcopal high school private episcopal yep. high school and then went to a uh uh, a Baptist college. So, yeah, that's funny. I went to church. Well, there you go. <laughs> On yeah. Easter? Oh, yeah. Uh, Christmas and Easter. <laughs> so, I went there thinking I was going to go into ministry. I got out. It was a three-year program, so I didn't even get a degree. I had to go to more state school after that, you know, to do something with what I had in those three years. And in the meantime, literally, the year I got out, um, the year I got out, I had met my wife, who was, you know, I married her about two years at later after I met her in my last year of school, um, we kind of settled in upstate New York because I was in a band at the time and everybody else was from Syracuse and we were going to try to do the band thing. And uh, I was just working at restaurants and that's kind of what I always did. I got a job at uh, the first car dealer I'd ever been in and I didn't grow up around nice cars. My family was a $200 Volkswagen off the side of the road family. had never been in a car dealership until I was like 23. So I wasn't a car guy. I didn't know anything about cars, but I got a job, strangely enough, as a service writer because the, the owner of the dealership said, well, you know, you, you're good with people, and I have X to be good at cars. At that time, I was looking for, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted some flexibility because I wanted to still be involved in church, but not, like, vocationally. So a friend of mine was fixing wheels, alloy wheel repair, like he was doing aluminum wheel repair in Maryland, and he, I just said, hey, I, could, I think that might be good. So I went down there. I checked out what he did for a day. I said, I think I can do this. I came back up. I quit my job as a service writer. The owner of the company, uh, the dealer principal, he said, you know what? If you really want what's good for your people, you want what's best for them. That was best for you. I think you'll do really good at it. You should do it. And he went out and got me a $400 Chevy Astro van off the wholesale line. And that's off awesome. I went. And that was in 2003. And that's when I started my reconditioning business. It was called uh, Image Auto. And then also we operated a brand called Rim Doctor and uh, started out with just aluminum wheel repair. So for 16 years, I built that company and um, started with just me in a van in snowy, cold upstate New York doing terrible wheel repairs because I only had two days of training. <laughs> oh, but, gosh. Oh, it was ridiculous. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, literally, I literally didn't even know what a compressor did. 
I didn't even know. Like, I knew I turned it on because I didn't grow up in a mechanical family. So it's like, I literally didn't know. You turn it on, it makes noise, it makes this thing spin. Yeah. Like I let me. So I had paint guns, right? So I had paint guns, and I had the grinder, and I had a dual action sander, and I just saw the guy who, you know, quote unquote, trained me, put oil in in the the little, you know, the nipple that goes into the coupler, and I was like, oh, so literally anything that had that that air nipple on it, I was like, well, I guess you're supposed to put oil in there. So I'm literally putting oil in my clear coat gun just because that's where it goes. And if you know anything about painting finishing, like, that'll ruin your finish every time. And it did. <laughs> oh, man. But that was okay because no one was doing wheel repair in New- upstate New York at that time. I was literally the first one. So dealers were like, where have you been our whole life? Because I was solving a very expensive problem. And then, so, as time went on, I got better. And I started, you know, I always started the business with the, the mindset that I wanted to build something with other people. So, um over over that 16 years i kept investing all the money back into the business like i i lived on on very little and uh there were people in the company that made more than i did frequently and uh that company grew to just under 50 people and we serviced about 500 uh square miles so uh we were serving from buffalo new york across new york state all the way down back down to philly i was able to make my way back to philly somehow and um so i did that and that's really where i learned business made a ton of mistakes um Almost went out of business several times because of the mistakes. Survived 2008 uh, recession. Dealers were canceling left and right because they were getting squeezed. And, uh, you know, by God's grace, made it. And uh, that business was actually just acquired last June. I got a call out of nowhere from Dent Wizard International in March of last year, expressing interest in the business and the territory. And uh, we were able to work, work out something that I think worked out really well for everybody. Um, all of our guys are doing fantastic. Um, you know, the guys who, who, the guys who didn't want to stay, they left, but the guys that saw the opportunity are making more than they ever have and they're being promoted. So it's been cool. Um, so while I was doing that to bring to, to a landing, I had started because I met Gary to bring it back to Gary. Um, I met him at a small conference probably five years ago. I didn't know who he was. I knew the other two guys, but I didn't know him. And I heard him say for the first time, you need to be a media company. So I took it seriously and I started creating content. And so over the last five or six years, I started with internal company culture content because it was very mission, vision-driven values. Hold on, back That's up. How, said, Gary said what again? Uh, you need to be a media gotcha, company. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so I started creating content internally. And I had already been creating some internally, but I started to get serious. Um, and then I just really started paying attention to his stuff, and that was really my marketing education. More or less that and reading, I read a lot. Um, and so as I started growing an agency and incubate that within my reconditioning company, I ran the agency at break even. And so agencies typically run on a 30% margin. So I ran it at break even and used the 30% of time that I had of, you know, the creative's time to produce my own content. And when the, comp- when the reconditioning part of the company got acquired, I uh, pivoted full bore into the agency world and now you know the agency has gone from four people to ten people in the last five months and uh we're really starting to make some noise especially in the automotive space so uh on the personal side i've been married for 17 years i have three kids a 12 year old a 10 year old and a seven year old 12 10 and 7 that's all three three dogs three dogs two cats a bird a rabbit whatever else happened to sneak in the house (laughs) (laughs) nice that's awesome hey paul let's before we get into topic one let's talk about this beer which one uh, we're drinking the Prairie Standard. Standard, yes. These are in the cans. Yeah, so yeah. These are all, 
These are all brewed at the pub you're at right now? Yeah, so we're at the, the Prairie Brew Pub. There's actually, you know, we've got uh, one of their guys here. He's going to tell us a little bit about the beer. Um, what's your name, man? My name is Travis. Cool, Hi, Travis. I'm a uh, bartender. Bar- it's, going, it's going good. The sun's, right, so, the sun's out now, right? Yeah, sun's so out. It's, it's been good. for the past 24 hours, so. <laughs> Sounds like upstate New York. Um, so we're drinking the Standard. So tell us about the Standard. Tell us anything you can about it. All right, yeah, Standard is like our everyday drinker. Uh, it's probably the third beer we ever put out in pr- production ever. Uh, light, crisp, farmhouse L. It's got a hoppy finish still. Dry hopped with Matawaka hops. Any idea what that is? <laughs> I know it's a New Zealand hop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? It just, just gives it a light, bright finish. It's you can taste hoppy. the light, bright. Like, yeah, for sure. It's not, it says hoppy, but I don't really taste hoppy. No, not at all. Yeah. Paul, what do you think? Um, I think that I'm going to out myself right now and let you know that I don't even know what hoppy means. Like, <laughs> the polishing part of the podcast is relevant. The pints, like, I'm total noob. It's not that I'm, I'm against drinking. I just don't drink a lot of beer. So, you All asked right. me before, you're like, what beer do you want me to send you? I was like, you send it, I'll drink it. And, uh, but what I will say is that I have some of my people are really in the beer. And when they walked in, I showed them, I was like, hey, what's the story? You, you, you recognize this? And they did recognize the bomb. Yes. They're like, oh. And they, and so we're all the way in upstate New York, far a long way from Oklahoma. And, uh, you made an impact here, so I'll say that much about it. Is that Sweet. you have you have cred to me because the guy I know who likes the stuff, you have cred to him. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so that's why we chose it. I mean, being from here in Oklahoma, I mean, they are. We've always known them to sort of be the front runners of craft beer. Um, I guess first of all, it was uh, out of Krebs. What was that? Uh, what was that beer years ago out of Krebs that was really good? Chalk nineteen. Chalk, yeah, chalk. Um, but then Prairie came on the scene and just really started t- kind of taking over, I think, more of like the, uh, the, dark, the dark beers, the stouts and that type of stuff. He mentioned the Prairie Bomb. Uh, that beer, like even 10 years ago, nobody was putting that many um, ingredients, I would say, into the beer as far as the ah. coffee, the chocolate, the vanilla, the ancho chili. That's just, that was a lot of uh, ingredients. So even the price, some of it was a deterrent at first, but eventually it started to gain traction. Now it's still our most popular beer. Like, wow, wow, so that's like the Godfather. Like, that was the innovative part, is that you did it first. Yeah. Right. That's really cool. Um, and we're going to drink the bomb here in a second. So we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, when you bring it over, yeah, you, you can tell us more about the bomb in a minute. So cool, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Uh, we'll see you in a second. But uh, our, so Paul, I mean, I, I'm since you outed that you don't really drink a lot. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. I mean, are you tasting? Are you tasting the standard? Are you drinking it? Or hold on, hold on, ready? You listening? Pay attention, ready? Did you hear that? Nice. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You did. Cheers, Paul. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Here, I give you a little clink. water. Cheers. Wow, that's really good. Yeah? You like it? Yeah. You I don't have to like, like it. It's okay. No, it's not that I don't like beer. I just, I like the Bud Light commercial, right? It's like, I make fun of the people that like a lot of beer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did I just ruin myself? <laughs> no. <laughs> DJ's second no, favorite just, beer is Coors Light. I just Light. don't know. Like, a man, <laughs> a man only has enough room in his life for so many passions. <laughs> and just, 
beer just isn't one of them right now. Uh, I'm sorry. It's because it's because he was in the wheel wise. space and not the detailing space. That's uh, why. Well, let, let me tell you. What do the wheel guys, guys do? <laughs> the wheel guys drink wine. The wheel guy, I doubt it. <laughs> oh, are you a wine drinker? Vodka. They drink vodka. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I like my favorite. Like what my go-to is is rum. Ooh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. So I don't know where that puts me. No, you didn't um, lose any points in my book. Now you're good. Yep. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, you're you're, you're good so, now. You're safe. And just for the record, like I spent a lot of time detailing cars. Like I went and I'm a professionally trained detailer. Um, I don't know what what they are in the scene these days, but back in the day, you guys probably have heard of Right Look. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So back in the day, like when they came on the scene, like they were the most legit. And now, geez, we're talking a decade ago, um, maybe more. They were probably one of the most legit detail training companies in the country. And they were one of the very first that opened like an online detailing store and marketed that way. They were pretty progressive back then. So I did go out, I professionally trained, I've detailed hundreds of cars. Um, so I'm, I'm part of the movement. I'm jealous of the new buffing technology because like back in my day, it was the wall high speed and then an orbit, like a dual orbital, like a cyclo. Yeah. That's what I used. Right, but like the rupee system, stuff like this, like I watch my guys out there now, I'm like, oh man, I wish this was around. It feels like you're driving a Cadillac when you ride, when you turn that thing on. Oh yeah. No, vi- no vibration. Oh, I have carpal tunnel from detailing. <laughs> so, hey, we're, we're going to segue. DJ, what did I say in the truck before we walked in here? Okay, so it's funny because the notifications popped up on Marty's phone. He goes, hey. We're talking about Instagram and how it's, you know, Instagram's down right now everywhere. We can't go live. We can't go live. We've had all these problems. We can't do anything on Instagram. And, like, we run our businesses off Instagram, period. And he goes, (laughs) I guarantee you, Gary Vee's going to come out with something that has to do with Instagram being down. And we just got a push notification. And Gary Vee, what is it? It wasn't just that Instagram's being down. It was the way he always goes after influencers and people that are only on one platform. That's right. That's right. That's right. What happens when that's gone? What happens when it's gone? Correct. Right. He's been saying that. Too. Like if okay. Instagram disappeared, you Ex- would disappear. Exactly. And then now Gary Vee just had a, it says, a tweet. It says, when things don't work, other things get opportunities. So. Right? Awesome. Called it. Nailed you did. it. You did. Good job, Marty. <laughs> Gary <laughs> Jr. over here to my left. No, he balls Gary Jr. So what are you? Jerry, the, Gary the third? You're Gary the third. You're like the, the, or, or the stepson. Oh, no, we're way on the boat. I'm way down on the boat. Twice like, removed. Twice removed. I'm like 3,042. Like third cousins just to get back in the family. The one thing that I do have, which is part of the cool part about wearing the jersey, is I could always say, it's not, hey, remember that guy that asked a question? It's, hey, remember that first guy that wore the Patriots jersey? He'll never forget you. Yeah, I can never be Literally. forgot for that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I was on stage, and he goes, "Fucking Tom Brady again." again? Yeah, that was that was freaking classic. <laughs> hey, Gary, what's up, bro? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> All right, man. So let's let's pop into the uh, first topic uh, of the. Uh, I know you you're limited on your time, so we want to try and get through it as quick as we can. Um, you know, we we hearing your story. Um, I think we kind of also we have a little bit of admiration for what you've done because DJ and I dream a lot. We we think big a lot. Um, DJ's coming from you know out of a trunk of a car to having three mobile detailing trucks, the largest mobile detailing company in Oklahoma. Um, you know, we want to talk about how to 
no matter where a detailer's at, right, um, whether you're a single-man operator, whether you got a couple guys, no matter what position you might find yourself in, mm-hmm. how do you take the time to dream? How do you dream? And then how can we start to actually – let's start there, and then the, the follow-up question will be, how, what do we start putting in place once we have a dream to actually make that dream happen? I mean, if you started literally what you said just by some guy handing you some stuff – and next thing you know, you're you know you're multi-state, 50 employees. You sell out for, you know whatever it is you sold out for. You know that's that's pretty unbelievable. Um, you know, DJ, why don't you start? Uh, you know, how can a detailer start to dream about doing more than you know a couple cars a day? Well, you're right. you can start by going to sleep. <clears throat> that's typically when dreams happen, right? No, wrong dream. Wrong dream. Um, man, I don't know. Just really, it's a good question. Do you? I like. I remember. I would take time to not meditate, but sometimes I would meditate. Like, just get into a quiet place. Did you ever do that or not? Or, I mean, you typically, don't. Or does it just roll with you? Probably yes. Now, if something sparks, I'm like, man, that would be great. But, I mean, I think just the progression I've had in, in life and in business, it's just kind of been an, an organic growth. And, and of course, there's times like, man, I really want to be here. How do I get there? And then I set goals and I do things that gets me to, you know, where I want to be and, and things like that. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right. Paul? Um. Let me, DJ, let me ask you this. Sure. Aside from business, do you dream about other stuff? Yeah, I do. Um, about where I want my family to be, uh, where I yep. want, you know, it's mostly family. I'm, you know, when I'm not working, yep. it's, it's, I'm all dedicated towards my family, so. The great fam damily. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, do you call it that? What's that? Do you call it the fam damily? No. It no, was... I was referring to you. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's like, no way. Yeah, because yeah. that's the other thing. Like, he put on his Instagram profile, Fam Damley. I've said that for years because oh, it comes from I've a movie. Seen that on his Instagram. Yeah, gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha, it comes gotcha. from a river. Where does it come from? A river runs through it, and it's, oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. And I never noticed it. I've seen that movie before, and I never. I have to watch that movie and look for that. Yeah. So yes, my, my personal Instagram account or my family Instagram account at the Fam Damley, and it's uh, Fam Damley is on my license plate. And I can't tell you how many times I'm outside a store and I'm waiting for the, you know, my wife to come out, and people walk by and they do a double take, and I always get the thumbs up, like yeah. <laughs> so uh, okay, DJ, I thought you called your family the Fam Damley, in which case I was really excited about that. Sorry. So you most of your dreams you're saying like focus around your family. Yeah, like, like what you want for them. Yeah, what I want for them, how I you know, want to be able to provide for them, how I want to free up my time uh, during the day to be available for them um, at all times. So I don't want to be the guy that misses, you know, I want to be available for them as much as possible, which, which, which is why I do my business the way I do it, which is why I, I delegate, which is why I hire people for the right places and so forth so that I can be free and available to, to be present with them and actually be at all their functions and their events and really watch them grow because I do understand that, you know, Everyone always says it like, you know, you blink your eyes and your kids are going to be, you know, out of your house and what are you going to do then? So I really, all my decisions kind of focus around uh, my family. Which then means you have to provide. Which means you have to grow your business. Exactly. Which means I have to make sacrifices at times to, and not be present so that I can be present, you know, at at a future time. So, um, yeah, I do. I definitely do dream of, you know, I I don't want to, it'd be. And and when do you do that, right? Because. 
because Marty said, you know, like, hey, well, how do you take time to dream about your business? And you're like, I don't really know. But on the family side, you're like, no, it just kind of happens naturally. You know, it just happens throughout the day, really. I mean, it, it's, you know, like, you call it daydreaming. I just, there's yeah. just, that's when I meditate. I just think when I'm, when I'm driving, I'm in my truck all the time. So when I'm driving, I don't have the music on. I just, I just, I'm in my own head and I'm just listening and, you know, sometimes I'm in tune and I'm talking to the Lord and so forth. Or sometimes I'm just, I'm just like, just, you know, just reflecting on life um, yep. in general and the past. And, you know, I made this decision. How did that affect me uh, negatively or positively or what is going to happen if I do this or that, or how can I tweak this to make this happen? And a lot of my reflection does happen during the day because I am alone quite a bit, um, yep. you know, during the day. So I reflect um, quite often, and that's kind of when I, I guess, quote unquote, I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean I think we think about the things that are most important to us, um, which I guess, you know, the question about your business. I mean, if it if it does require like an intentionality. At least for me, it always has. I can really relate to like the quiet time DJ because like when I drive, I typically don't have the radio on, um, and I put in hundreds of thousands of miles. Yeah, you, you, know, you don't have the Gary V audio experience running all the time. That's a I natural. Don't. That's like white I, noise. Like it's like <laughs> that's like a that's like a given. Like <laughs> no, he said I he don't. doesn't. I, like that's what I, when I drive, he just kind of rolls in the background. That's your white noise. Rolls that's in here. Like Marty goes to sleep with it on. He wakes up with it on. His alarm clock is Gary you saying 100 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%
was the most picky guy. He called me back. He No, he wouldn't call me. His assistant would call me. Do I know who you're talking about? <laughs> His assistant would call me if there was, you know, any, like, anything. And one time she calls me and says, you know, Marty, there's something all over his car. You've got to get back over. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm at another location. Mm-hmm. And I got back over. There was literally just a smear that needed to be wiped off. You're kidding me. <laughs> no, I had to drive all the way back just to wipe a little water. And I had to go all in, explain it, it and over. say, yeah. you know, it's just smear. Got to take care of. But he yeah. always, he said the same thing. He said his dad taught him that. Didn't call him team members, but he always said, thank you for working with me. Yep. And it wasn't ever a, that they work for you, it's that they work yeah. with you. And that I was a big deal for him. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. You solidified it. 100%. I was hoping you, you wouldn't miss that in this podcast. <laughs> Why is that? It's an inside joke. I missed. 100%. So, so, Paul, I mean, do you, do you take time? I mean, you said that you didn't when you were, you know, small, growing, but, I mean, just well, let, think back, like, me, do you as guys... As far as dreaming, yeah. as far as dreaming, like, because there's a difference between, like, dreaming and planning, right? Dreaming big... But I you have to start with the dream, it, don't no you? stakes to it, right? You can dream big, but, like, I'm, I'm more of a, a real, like, a realistic thinker. Like, I typically don't think past what I, what my ability is. And I know, I don't know if that's a good quality or bad quality, but for me, I was like, for me, dreaming big was like, I want to have an employee. I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what it took to do that from a compliance or tax standpoint. Like, I had no idea. But I, I was like, that's something I can do, and that was my goal. And then when I got one, right, I set my business up. Even before I had any, my wife would make fun of me. I would dress up. I'd put my uniform on, and I would sit downstairs, and it was snowing. I had zero customers. But I was like, no, I'm building a business. I'm, 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 I'm working. And I like did all the homework to figure out what I need to do to have an employee. And then once I had one, I was like, okay, I need to structure my business as if I had 10, right? Which is a big step, one to 10. But then I did the things necessary to do that. When I got 10, I said 20. When I got 20, it was 50. And when I got close, as I was approaching 50, I was in the process, the last 12 months before I sold, the process, I was in the process of structuring for a 100-person business. Now is your wife laughing at this point now? or? What, what did you say? I said, is your wife laughing now? Or? She, she's good. She's happy. Good, good, good. She trusts me. Yeah. It only took 17 years. Overnight success. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so as far as dreaming big, for me, it was always like, my, now my goals, I think, have gotten more audacious as I've gotten more experience. But again, I don't think it's any different than back then because getting one employee back then was the same amount of unknown as me now saying, like, within 12 to 24 months, I want to be the premier branding and marketing agency in automotive. I want to be the one name that everybody knows. Yeah. And and, I, and now it's like, that's a big goal. It's a huge industry. Right? Yeah, it is. But it's, again, I think I can do it. Just like I thought I could figure out how, what it was to be a, an employer. But it's baby steps. Oh, thousands. A lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I like let's be honest it could have just easily not turned out the way it did like there were a thousand parts along the way where everything could have fallen apart you know so there's there's definitely no chest thumping on my part and, and, and I guess the question derives from the idea that I think if somebody I think there has to be in them a desire to be bigger to have something bigger 
And so then that creates the dream or the idea. And so I think the question sort of is to help somebody who's, I mean, for me, I was, I was washing cars. You know, we started detailing. It was just, I was, I literally just bent down one day and I kind of felt something in my back and I was like, where? <laughs> you bent down one day and you kind of felt something where? Yeah, right. In your back, huh? Uh-huh. All right, keep going. <laughs> all right, another all beer, right. please. Another beer. And you're like, there's got to be more than this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that it? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Whoa! And uh, and I was just like, you know what? I want to do more, and that's kind of where it started. And I went, okay, how do I do more? But there had to be something that sparked a desire to do more. So there's going to be a lot of guys that don't want to. They're they're happy with what they're doing. So yeah. this is reaching the guys that. They have that desire in them to do more, mm-hmm. right? So that's yep. sort of where the question derived from. Um, and so, I, you know, that's why well, I, I asked. So, right, like what you, what you want, I mean, reverse engineering what you want. Like for DJ, right, what you're dreaming big is like being there for your family, like not missing a thing, right? And if you say, hey, I want to build, you know, a hundred person organization and have the most, like that does not lead to you being there more for your family you know Uh, so you're dreaming big i think you know from your standpoint it's like having a business that allows you those freedoms is like that's your big dream like that'll change and pivot as your family gets older and stuff but you haven't yeah it's great i mean even when you back up you know five years ago when I would go to SEMA, my whole business would shut down. When I went to Mobile Tech, my whole business was shut down. I, I, yes. Because I was the only. Now I can leave the country for four weeks and everything would still yep. run properly. And it's Dude, that's that, that right Congratulations there. Congratulations on that. Thank you. But that right there is 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 in itself is is, is success. I mean, it's still hard. Ninety nine percent of business owners will never get there. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. I literally mean ninety nine percent. That's crazy. Paul, I know you're you're short on time, so we want to move into the second beer. Um, and we're going to go into sort of, which we had talked about a little bit ago, um, what Prairie kind of got put on the map for was Prairie Bomb. And yep. um, so so grab your Prairie Bomb. And um, we just ordered our, our Prairie Bomb. All right. Let me try to get this close enough to my seat here. At... All right. And, uh, and we've got. Dave. We got Dave here. Dave's going to tell us about the Prairie Bomb. Okay, so like he said, this is our gold medal beer. Uh, this is really what excelled our business a little bit and put us on the map. It's a 13% Imperial Stout. Whoa. Yeah, it don't take much to warm you up and get you going. Uh, We're not going anywhere, Paul. <laughs> the, he's going in a meeting. He's going to land it. And we want 4% of yeah, that. He's going to land an account off of that. The adjuncts yeah, that's, in it. That's actually the one thing that my guy... My, my buddy said when he saw it, he's like, you know, that's got a lot of alcohol in it. <laughs> he's like, that's like three beers. I was like, I'm glad you told me that. And the adjuncts in it, we got chocolate, vanilla, coffee, and ancho chili. So that's just a little bit about it. And What's an ant- what's adjunct? Adjunct are, so with your beer, you have your basic ingredients. You have your malts, you have your yeast, your sugar, or hops. Uh, adjuncts are what they add after the fermentation just for flavor profile. So, you know, people do crazy outlandish ones like cinnamon rolls or what? 
blueberries, fruits, but for this case, uh, it's just the stuff that they add for the flavor profile, basically. And uh, how, much, how much chili, I mean, should we expect, like, because I've had, like, jalapeno beer, and I'm like, ooh, that's not good. So, uh, how much uh, how much chili do you put in? So, right. the way the, the bomb is, with those four together, like, they're not, nothing's going to be overwhelming. The way it's balanced with sweet, a little bit of heat, but not enough to where it's like, this is a pepper beer, or like a spicy beer. It's not like that. The way it's balanced is just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just balanced. Balance. It's balanced. There you go, man. Cool, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, do you guys have your shit, or am I like drinking alone? Nope. No, 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 nope, no, nope. we not got it. Alone. Cheers, we are cheers. Here. All right. Hey. Did you, did you <laughs> cheers <laughs> yourself? I did, I just, it was your pint glass, so. <laughs> nice. All right, let's see. Let's see. This looks really thick. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how you like this. That's amazing. Really? Right? Oh yeah, it's, it is. Interesting. They've got That's some different really ones. Good. They got some different ones here on top. Uh, on, wow. on top. On top. <laughs> yeah. On tap. Oh, okay. That. Oh, on uh, top. Yeah. I've never, I've never tasted a beer like that. Like it actually tastes like thick. Yeah, that's a stout. And okay, um, well, there you go. they've got this noir <laughs> beer that's amazing. They've got they got multiple stouts. That's what I'm saying. They're known for what they do in the stout realm, so to speak. It's probably the best stout oh, I've ever had, though. Honestly, fantastic. It's it's pretty impressive. All right, so let's let's hop into topic number two, Paul. We want to. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to your amount of time, so let's. But this can be like a uh, just a real quick, you know, sh- sh- shoot. Given given what you've transitioned into with um, with your career, and and then thinking back to who you were when you were working, just started wheels and started doing stuff, right? It's it's a completely different market that that detailers today, or even you know wheel repair, whatever, like anybody in that space, it's it's a different market. What what can we tell some guys that are you know young in the industry on how they can use video to market right because I think right now what people and we did a podcast on you know that we think 2019 is the year of Instagram ironically today. <laughs> yeah ironically today, ironically <laughs> today only <laughs> half yeah. people get to use it but <laughs> so we you know we really believe in Instagram marketing but what happens through Instagram is usually detailers just brag about the the work that they did and then they use hashtags revolving around like other detailers are going to look at detailers of instagram or detailer like they're not using local hashtags and that's one flaw but then a lot of times their videos or their marketing material isn't put out in the the appropriate way so is there any like tidbits of information you could shoot us is there apps that we could use how can we get like words to go down at the bottom like you do? You know, what are some different things yeah. that we could do? Well, I think I think you know it's going to sound a lot like Gary here. Um, what you just mentioned are tactics, and um, I don't think words at the bottom of the screen are going to fix the content, right? If if you're going through and you're just pounding your chest and saying like, "Hey, I'm the best detailer. I want all the other detailers to see that I'm the best detailer," it's like. I don't know. Do you guys, you got, do you guys ever listen to like fusion, like jazz fusion music? You know what I mean, right? It's like super complicated and constant solos and keyboard solos and drum solos. You know what I'm talking about? No. No, it's like, it's like really complex elevator music. 
Okay, I okay. actually would like but to check it, it out. Because that's a new genre that I haven't heard about. What's it called well, here, again? Here's the thing. It's, it's like uh, you can with jazz fusion. Okay. Um, I, like, I love jazz music, but that's... No, it's totally different. It's okay. totally different. It's like... But basically, I say that that is musician's music. Like, no one that isn't a musician and, like, just, like, the technicality of it listens to it. It's the same way with detail Instagram accounts. Uh-huh. It's like... If you're talking about stuff that only other detailers will care about, it might be really good for your ego if you get some traction, but it doesn't do anything for growing your business unless you're somebody like Larry Casilla, right? And, you know, M-O-N-Y-C. Now, he used Instagram to teach and educate, and it was a little bit of chest thumping, but it was in a way that was just, like, in a sharing mode, and he made his business out of... Right, but then he grew. He, he grew a, but he did it to grow a, a, a product. Yep. Right. He grew a brand. He grew a brand, which which is definitely cool. Like if a detailer can grow a brand, and then there's a lot of detailers that are trying. I'm full full for it. I was yeah, like, that's that's my story, right? So absolutely. But like to that works. But, but to a to but to a guy that's just trying to get more. Like, hey, I need cars lined up for three days from now or next week. Yeah, that ain't doing you it. May That's not gonna switch do it. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You may want to switch your tactics. Switch their bit. tactics up, and how can they do that? Is you know, what's the process? Anything that you can give them is, I guess you're calling it tactics, but I call it relevant well, I, information. Well, no, tactics are important, but only when you have the strategy in place. Cool. Right. Strategy is strategy is overarching. Right. This is what you really want to accomplish. The tactics are the things that you do to accomplish it. Do you want to win the war? It's like, hey, we're going to take over this front. Well, the tactics are we're going to send five guys this way, we're going to send a plane in that way, right? So tactics are videos with words on them. The strategy is who do you need to communicate with? Yeah. And if that is people of a certain income level, um, you know, in a certain geography, like that's start high-level strategy. If you don't know the answer to that, and, and rich people isn't, an appropriate answer to that. Income level is a texture that you use, right? So is it men? Is it women? Who's buying the details? Yep. Are they a certain age? Do they drive a certain type of yep. car? Yep. Do they have yep. a certain type of job? Do they live in a certain area yep. where other people always have clean cars? Like, these are all the things. And then you reverse that. That strategy start there, and then you work your way down. Okay, now what do those people care about? Exactly. And, and then once you understand what they care about, you create, like, so Gary would talk about empathy, right? Until I understand what they care about, I don't know how to communicate to them. Then once you know what they care about, then you, from there you go, okay, now how does what I do help solve the problem that they care about? And then you position car detailing and your services, whether it's the selling point is ego or it's convenience or it's, like, stewardship, right? I should take care of my car because it's good. Like, these are all very different mentalities that people have on why they would pay to have their car detailed and start creating content around those things so and so like just showing them that you got a scratch out is going to be a very limited a very limited play i'm not saying that getting the scratch out isn't important but that isn't the first thing out of the gate because getting the scratch out of the car is talking about you so when we approach marketing here when i do only I want to talk about my audience first, and then I want to talk about me. Mm -hmm. So, does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's perfect. We do the same thing in our company. We we know the demographic down to their age, 
down to what they drive, down to where they live, and that's we market and speak directly to them. And it may sound stupid or look stupid to other guys on Instagram, but we're not talking to them. We're talking directly to that. We have a name for our client, a specific, like, like yeah, it, it's, yeah, that's what you're saying. Like it makes complete Steve, sense. Right? Suburban Steve is exactly. whatever, whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's man. You huge. should be answering the question. And like, so you have to do what DJ's doing. I'm trying to give well, my secrets away DJ, right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. DJ I'm kidding. and I, we've talked about this on the podcast over yeah, over yeah. the past year. We know. So DJ's, man. he's definitely put his input. I was, I was just trying to get a second. For sure. But right now, Paul it's is in line with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. It's in line with what I'm saying. One hundred percent. So, but. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear from you what, you know, and so I, it's awesome that you rolled straight into what DJ's already been I saying over the past year. Yeah. Paul is validating all of our efforts. Thank you, Paul, for validating. That's right. And so that's almost like Gary's validating your efforts, honestly. Oh, let's be honest. man. <laughs> so, which means, again, Marty's just one step further from Gary. Yeah, he's, that, he's <laughs> that third I'm further down on the totem pole now. <laughs> You've just been grafted into that timeline. Did I jump ahead just, of him by one you step? Did, you oh, did. You did. Nice. Just that's all i am now that's hey at least i'm remembered um so so once they've gotten that how should they do their content and how should they do their videos so instagram is is a great tool for videos some of the little uh, apps that i use to create like the video content there's an app called visco v-s-c-o um i use that for a, a lot of photo editing because it's got some uh, the, the output is really good. It's not that complex to use. Um, I do use that for a lot of my photos. And there's a little slider on there that's called Clarity. And so it's my favorite slider because that's my thing. Clarity, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. The Clarity slider is my favorite. It's, but honestly, when you, you get, when you if you get Visco and you put a photo in there and you increase the clarity, it just makes the photo look awesome. It makes it look like like whatever that look at like Gatorade ads have. Yeah. It kind of. You'll see. You'll see. Use the clarity slider. You're like, that is kind of cool. If you give you too much clarity, though, and it makes it look really weird. So um, that's that's a tool I use for photos. Um, for video editing, I don't do a lot of video editing on my phone. There is an Adobe product called Rush, or I think Adobe Rush. And I don't know. I think you can download it without having a subscription to Creative Suite. Um, and that's, that's actually a pretty good video editing tool. But uh, the videos that you see on my social media, that's all made off the phone. That's made on Adobe Premiere. So that's a little, you have to get a subscription to it. It's a little more expensive and a little more in-depth. But let, it's, you can learn anything by YouTubing it. And if you're handy at all with a computer and you can kind of just follow instructions, there's a lot of tutorials on YouTube on how to make those types of videos without, you know, killing yourself. But okay. here's the thing, like, that, that's helpful, but the, the truth is, like that that method is that tactic's going to change soon, right? It's starting to get played out. Everybody's starting to use it. So, if you're not doing it, do it because it helps you get a headline on there and it helps like grab attention quick. The reason it works is because your brain is able to make sense of what you're seeing and contextualize it faster. You don't have to watch for four seconds. You don't have to have your sound on. The second you see the heading, you're more likely to stop if the content connects. Yeah, and so, yeah. and and that's thank you. I mean, that's what we're looking. You know, so it comes now to cool. We've we've exposed some of the issues that they they have. Here's some applicable things that detailers can do. Now it goes to Gary V's 
number one thing is okay now fucking execute that's it you know like cool yeah you gotta start doing it and and that's what i think you know from the bottom of of what we try and push out is like cool like we want to try and just offer as much information that detailers can consume to help their business and then at the end of the day like you know thank you for those exact apps or exact things that they can use because now it's like okay guys like if you're listening to this and and we get feedback all the time of detailers you know they've they've been able to like oh now i'm getting a shop or now my business has grown because of things that we've talked about which is awesome dj and i talk about all the time it's like hell yeah two guys from tulsa like how did we do this yeah like it's just really cool that, that guys have been able to start changing their own DJ wants to do stuff for his family. Well, detailers are changing their whole family dynamics because they've been able to start implementing things. And and now it's, okay, cool. These are two things that you guys can do, and we've been preaching it. Like, guys, stop hashtagging. Stop doing this stuff for other detailers. Do it for your customers. And here's some actual apps and some different things that you can use. Now go execute. Now go spend time instead of scrolling through or playing this or doing that. Like mm-hmm. now, spend some time and fucking work. You, I know you detailed, but now you got to do the video editing. Now you got to do this. Now, like it's work. a lot of work to do. Well, hey, you wanted to be a self-employed entrepreneur. There you go. Like, <laughs> if you dreamed big, Paul, like preach. If you dream big, it didn't happen because you just dreamed, right? Never. You put in Never. a lot of work. You even said there was times you didn't know if you were going to make it. <laughs> Lots of times. <laughs> I mean, we both raised hey. our hands on that. Like, there's a lot of times we were like, oh, oh is yeah. this going to happen? Like, yep. but and, you, I'm, and I'm not naive enough to think that that couldn't happen again. That oh, likely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred. One hundred. Yep. Yeah, hey, Marty. I'm At least twice a year. Like, I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, twice. You know, it's definitely the reconditioning business. It is. It's like oh, yeah, every sure. March, every March, you're like, oh my gosh. No, it's, like, it's February, from, February, and like February. Yeah, I'm, and I'm just like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and on my side, like DJ has commented, like he cannot believe how cutthroat the chemical I business. I can't stand oh, your business. It's the worst. He's, uh, he's. I'm like. Dude, you give me a headache. I'm like, and I'm not even in your business. Like, this is a lot to deal with. You can do everything yeah. for the dealership. You can do you anything. Can dot you can bend over your, backwards, yeah. frontwards, whatever. And they, it's still. It's like, whoop, gone. Sell you out oh, sell you out for the guy's got a five dollar like less bucks, degree. Dude. Yeah, it's for crazy. I'm just like, hold on, for five bucks, crazy. but you mm-hmm. did all this stuff for them. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I have no. So words. let me tell you, let me tell you what I did in that situation. I mean, it's not detailing chemicals, but you know, I was doing reconditioning services for dealers, which is pretty similar right very competitive very cutthroat when you're doing stuff like Super carpet, di- carpet dye and all this so what I did I only have a few minutes but really this I think this is important is how especially if you're in the, the dealership world you're working for dealerships you need to figure out how you can be more important to them than just the service you're offering and and for us it started with scent like it snows a lot up here so on snowy days where there's no reconditioning work to be done i would send my team out pay them to go clean cars off right and that that's a very simple thing but guess what everybody remembers every dealer remembers and then i started creating content that helped them be better dealers so i literally read up on what's going on in the industry i would make content that summarize it to make it easy for them to consume and I mean, the most ex- extreme thing we did is we created a whole video series around a book by a guy named Dale Pollock, and I gave him a copy of the book, and I gave him 
this video series we made, and I said, hey, we just made this for free. Here, you can have it. The video is all that. Here's a card that links you to it because we want our dealers to be the best dealers because if you're selling more cards, we have more to recondition. So when the next guy comes along, and that's an extreme example, the next guy comes along, and even if it is five bucks, like people won't always shop price if they have another value in their mind, like why they keep you around. So a little sidebar there. And what was the book? The book's called Like I See It. Cool. And if you go, it's like the very, it's the very beginning of our, the podcast actually started as that video series. My podcast, we're a little over a year now, we've done one every week. But um, it started out as just an educational series and we we're like, hey, we should make this a podcast. Hey, we should keep doing it. And uh, that's how that transgressed. But again, back to your point, you just have to start doing something. Like, I honestly don't think that a new tactic, like how do you put titles on your videos or how do you edit a video, uh, a picture better? Like, I don't think any of that really is going to change somebody's business. I think everyone has every bit of knowledge they need right now to take the next step. They just have to do it. Back to what you said. You just have to do it. Double down. <laughs> what? Is that what yeah, he says? like try doing it consistently. I don't think so. Oh, I thought he said double down. No. What he, say? he says execute. execute. He says fucking execute. execute. There you go. That's right. All right, Paul, we know you got to go. Um, thank you. But <laughs> he thank said you. thank you. Thank All right. You, you got to ask the, the tab out question. Um, okay. You know, like I said, it's we, we pulled it off of that. Gary V asked the question of the day. Um, this is our tab out question. Vu came up with, you know, changing it to tab out. Like you're at the bar, you're drinking. Like, you just start asking random questions when you're about to get pushed out of the bar. So, you know, <laughs> what's your question uh, to, tab, to out question. tab out question? I got it. Um, question. Honest look at yourself. What are you lying to yourself about? Wow. All the way. And that concludes the podcast. <laughs> All the way. Thanks, Paul, for your time. <laughs> <laughs> I so don't want to face that question. What are you lying no, about to yourself? What are you lying to yourself about? What are you convincing yourself isn't the truth about yourself? That I'm doing enough. Correct. Literally. There, that's, hey, that's it. That's my answer. There you answer. go. That's one. That that's I'm doing enough. I know damn well I'm not doing enough. I'm not putting enough work in on a daily basis because I have so many justifications. There's many reasons to justify why I'm, oh, I'm not doing this tonight because this, because that, because this. I'm not, I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And good. I think I'm the opposite. I think I lie to myself that... I, I am doing, doing a lot. You're doing way too much. Not way too much. But you're, you can I'm just, back. I feel, no, 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 no. I absolutely don't think so. I'm about to go even further. Oh, God. I, I lie to myself <laughs> that because I've done so much that I, you know, so many people say that you've done, like, right, if, if you've done so much, you've failed so much, you've done, like, you. so many people will say, well, you deserve it. Like my brother-in-law. If, if, if we land an account or we do something good, he says, well, you deserve it, man. I'm like, no, fuck, I don't. Like, that's meritocracy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I lie to myself that I do deserve things, you know. Anyway, Paul, hey, that's I know good, you got. Man. I didn't realize you guys were going to answer right now. Oh, yeah, we answer them on the spot. The yeah. Wow, yeah. well done. And then well we done. encourage the guests to put it. We'll, we'll need you to post it or send me a selfie of yourself, and then we post some yeah. selfie. We and that's how we tell everybody that the podcast is live. And so then we encourage okay. people on the comments to answer the question. So, Paul, okay. where do people find you on uh, social? Uh, I am at Paul the Daily, D-A-L-Y, on uh, Instagram. 
and Facebook and Twitter. If you go to my website, actually, all the links to the podcast and all that are at pauljdaily.com. And links to everything is there. Cool, man. Paul, I, it's unbelievable that you took the time for us. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you time. so much. Great format, by the way. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Hey, right, man. Hey, have a great day, man. Talk to you soon, guys. See, See ya. Cheers. Whew, DJ. That was good. Yeah, we knew it was. We knew, like... Oh, I couldn't wait for this one. Yeah. This was good. We were excited about it. One of my top favorite guests. Definitely. Ooh. I mean, because we knew... If you... The if, amount of value that he brings, like... Yeah. Well, I think we thought... If we kind of knew a little bit of his story, and it was like, I didn't know it was that far. Like, he literally... Somebody just gave him something and said, go do that. We, like... He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He said he had no idea. No idea. <laughs> and he grew it into, all I knew is that he had started some type of business and grew it big and sold. Like, that's all I knew. I think it's funny how many commonalities you guys have, like uh, yeah. Bible college. That's pretty and, funny. I mean, it, it, it just, yeah, this podcast is meant to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Paul's a cool dude, man. Fucking growing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see the next, I mean, year, but five years. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Because he's going into a space of auto dealerships yeah. that the way they market currently and the way they treat people is not is is not on the road to success for the future of the way the, the way the world, the way the U.S. is going. And so he's coming in with a hey, here's a much more applicable mm-hmm. to today's society yep. way of doing it. And, of course, yeah, man, he's about to explode. Literally. Like, you, we thought he did well selling that first business. This business here, he's about to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He's about to have a lot of fun. Yeah, he is. So uh, really glad that he took the time to come on. <laughs> We're like, Paul, we know you got to go. He's like, he's like thank yeah, you. thank you. Because <laughs> I am late to my next meeting. Which, <laughs> which is true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I have 45, 45 minutes, and, and went, then I'm going an into my next yeah, meeting. And he took the he took the time to spend extra with us. Yeah. And not not just us. Like, listen, if you're listening, he took the time for you. Absolutely. So, so then you need to take the time to do what he said. You need to look up the app. You need to look up the ways that he talked. Like, you need to go through and you need to look at your customer base. Stop fucking around of just cleaning cars or, yeah, well, I'm booked out for two weeks. Okay, cool. You're booked out for two weeks now? But what happens if the economy starts to dwindle? What happens if, you know. What happens when? Right. Like, I mean, we've been on such a good economy lately. Like, it's going to fall, whether that's next year, whether that's two. It doesn't matter. Don't just think two weeks in advance that, hey, I've gotten booked out for two weeks. I'm good. No. How do you and, – and, and here's the other thing. So you're good with you, right? Yeah. But what happens if, like, we had Seth Goss on the podcast. Seth Goss slipped on the ice getting out of his truck. Not his fault. Didn't do anything wrong. He was doing everything he could. He, some Life happened, Boom. right? Boom. What happens if you've got a guy that's – stranded in an airport what ha- like right yeah, i mean things yeah. happen so don't just go oh man i'm good no like fucking plan for a year two years dream about where you could go and then Take start steps to start get there. doing actual steps it's to get all there baby steps man and i've started learning that in the past couple of years like 
I'm like, if I can't do it right now, I can't do it ever. It's like, no, you got to do things right now and then be okay with not seeing progress immediately, but knowing that you're taking steps in the right direction. And it's hard for me to do that because I'm an, I'm, I'm an in the now, if like I'm, I'm in the now kind of thinker. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a, my wife is more long term. She's futuristic. She's goal setting, which helps me reach my goals because she say, okay, sit down. What do you want? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Okay, here's how you should get there. And she helps me. I actually have like you know, I'm married to someone that actually is futuristic and goal setting. So it helps me reach my goals where I'm in the now. I'm comfortable with what I'm doing now. I'm the guy that's like. I'm booked out two weeks. I don't give a crap. But you know, being married to something like that, it's it's very helpful in in in, in my future and, and, and success and so forth. So yeah, I yeah. So I think uh, not to go down that rabbit trail, but so Marcus, who works with us, um, your team member. Yeah, that's why I said works with us. I'm just reiterating. And um, we were talking today because had somebody come in for an interview because it's like you know I, there's some things I need personally there's some organization and there's some stuff that being ADD I'm all over the bo- board and Ian's always like get this fucking done I'm like I, I, sorry I forgot like you know so she's going to come in and try and help bring a little bit more organization to the the team and 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 Marx and I were talking and he was like I've said that for a little while like if you had a good woman like you would your business would expect, like, yeah, I don't have a good woman. So if any of you, like DJ, has a good woman. <laughs> don't take it for granted, man. No, and, no joke. And what? And. Yeah. Lay it down. And, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely, man. Lay it down and. Uh. Lay it down. No. But treat her right. Yeah, treat her right, man. In all seriousness, like, don't. Don't take it for granted at all. I mean, there's some bad days, some real bad days. I'm not gonna lie. Like today we have, I mean, you know, we're, right now we're like in a little, you know, fritz. But that'll pass over tonight, and we'll be all good. But once you lay it down, once I lay it down, if, <laughs> if I she, can if even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one day she'll listen to these podcasts, yeah, and she'll be it's like, because obviously she hasn't listened yet because I've said some really like some really like some things, and she hasn't she didn't say anything. So obviously she's not listening yet. But I told her this podcast was probably one of my most anticipated podcast yet so she might listen to this one mm. maybe 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 but it, 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 oh hold on let me backtrack if even if you don't have a wife or you're not you know that's not your thing or you don't want to get married whatever like find a, a, a friend in the industry they can hold you accountable like, marty you know you and i were really close friends so i'll tell you things and, and you'll hold me accountable and vice versa okay so. so accountable is kind of a weird word accountability i like the well it's still kind of weird is it too mainstream of a word or no you, i think it's too churchy like churchy? i think yes accountability is oh, churchy you. like oh you you didn't read Find today someone you to got, call you on your bullshit and, well, call, and ask or, you about what you said you're gonna do or i like the term which we say we play ping pong okay yeah like Find somebody, uh, not just one. They say that you're, you, if you look at your five closest five, friends. Yep. That's churchy. Oh, no, that's not churchy. That's right. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's more lead- That's mainstream. Yeah, that's leadership. You find your five closest friends, you're going to be the middle of those five closest. So you look at the two below you, and then you look at the two above you. And, you know, you want to get more of the ones that are two below like, <laughs> But find people that are around you that you can ping pong with. That you can dialogue, that it's not just that, right? I mean, if I throw something to you, you don't just, 
oh yeah, man, that's great. Like, no, we I'm actually like, that's, that's put the in dumbest input. thing I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, like, <laughs> or you go, okay, I that's can see that, and we yeah. kind of like we go back and well, forth. What if this? And what if that? And what if this? You're like, you know what? I didn't think about that. Or I'm like, uh, yeah, you're right. I'll table that. So, so yeah, ping pong. So cool, your book two weeks out, but you don't really know what's gonna happen in three weeks. Don't be overly confident that it's just gonna always work. I listen, Dude, guys. Man. I mean, I'm I'm a conf, I'm I was confident. I was super. I mean, if you remember back at the wash, yeah, oh yeah, confident. Yes, you were. I, you, you've made statements sometimes where you're like, yeah, listen to that. You were confident, like, but for the most part, I'm not. There's been a lot of things in life that's happened that's wore me down inside wore my business down wore me down like knocked me on my feet face first in the mud so don't think that just because you're two weeks booked out that it's always going to be that way take a little humility pill Mm -hmm. and actually do some business practice which is why i asked these specific questions to paul Listen, he started out of nothing and grew into a major company, and now he's about to explode the dealership world with marketing. Just wait. Right? So how do you, you're listening, right? How do you take beyond what you're doing and go more? So listen to his advice, right? Go to the next step and start doing some of these things. Cool, you're two weeks out, but let's look at how do you grow a legacy? How do you grow an actual full-fledged business and not just you're in a shop or you're a mobile like that's awesome that you're doing that it really is it really is awesome we we are constantly amazed at the work that we see we're amazed at the guys that we talk to we're just trying to say hey listen what paul said take it to heart and and start doing some actual practical steps to it and we'd love to hear your results we really would for sure we really would. All right, so we've got to – Paul didn't – he's got to run, so we, we let him go. He said thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to rate thank some you. beers. Yes, we do. Um, let's go with the standard, which I know is, is one of your standards. I like it a lot. Man, I'm, I'm going to go – golly. I'm going to go five all the way through. But we were starting with the standard. Oh, we are starting with the standard. Well, I'm going to go five with the standard. (laughs) 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 It was that damn good. What's your standard? I had to drink it again. Okay, one more. Hold on. You're driving, so I'm good. Uh, I was like, hold on, how are you Uh, not done? Um... I'm going four or five. I'm going four or five. Why? Because I would still, I would still grab uh, a Boulevard. I would grab a. Oh, that guy walking by was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> Marty, why did you give him fives right now? All right, like I'm in their house right now. I'm not going to rate anything lower than a five right now. <laughs> Literally in their brew pub. No, honestly uh, though, yeah, I would. Uh, it it'd be you know. Between four and a five, absolutely. No, you gave a five. Yeah, I'm just saying, like. But like a blue moon, I might go for a no. blue. No. I love the, like, that's my five. Oh. So that's why I'm saying, like, that's you why. You like a lot of oranges and shit in your I stuff, I like that though. citrusy yeah, to you it, like you know. like the citrusy stuff. This, 
it's a great beer. I mean, it's a four five. Like yeah. that's a really good beer. The Prairie Standard Farmhouse Ale. If I'm an okay, here's a question. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Farmhouse Ales. Yeah. Can you think of another one that was created by Boulevard that was in Tank Number Seven? That uh, they came out with is a farmhouse ale. I get that every restaurant I go to that has Tank 7. If they have Tank 7, that's your go-to. Tank 7. Yep. Tank 7. Yep. Tank 7. Tank 7. That's what I get. So that's why I say this is just a little bit under. Yeah, I'm a 4. Nope, nope. You're a 5. I'm a 4.85. I'm going to edit this out. Uh, 4.85. And then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tie it back in. Right, but I would put this at number 2 for a a farmhouse ale. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I didn't. So I didn't realize didn't realize that Tank 7 was a farmhouse yep. sale. I don't know what the fuck the farmhouse sale is. What, like I what? don't either. Okay. I don't either. <laughs> okay. Maybe she can tell us. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, ma'am? Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you know what a farmhouse sale is? What a farmhouse sale is. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you we're do? Like recording a podcast, so you're going to have to, like, tell the listeners. A farmhouse sale is just, like, a super light L. Awesome. Perfect. Nicely done. Thank you so much. Your input, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, way to go. All right, so a farmhouse ale it's is a super. It's a super light, super light ale. She nailed it. All right, so now we're on to rating bomb, prairie bomb. Yep. She was kind of cute, and she was blonde. You like blondes? Yeah. So once you said she was saying, "Oh, I didn't hesitate." I'm trying to be a wingman right now. For <laughs> you, you are. Dude. I'm trying to You're be a good wingman. wingman for you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I need all the help I can. <laughs> You're right. You do. <laughs> she was like 23. I'm like, I'm like 17 hey, years older. Are you good at business? Because he needs a business partner. Like. Mm. All right. So Prairie Bomb. I mean, I remember when I first tried it. And I would the same. What was that? Go ahead. The same time I tried it. It's, it's, it's literally amazing. Like, yeah. The flavor. There's so many flavors to it. I think first I taste that cocoa. I taste the chocolate. Yeah, you taste that chocolate. Like immediately. Yeah, immediately followed but by a hint that, of coffee. Yeah, it's not that I don't s- taste the anchovy chilies at all. No, no way. But it's not that stout like that 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 thick like like a Guinness. Yeah, don't think Guinness. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. That's why I think that they they've, they've capitalized on their stouts here cuz like they like that's a good so much more solid flavor. stout. Yeah. Like, when I think of stout, I'm like, I hate stout because I think of Guinness. Like, that thick, dark, rich, like, just, bleh. Yeah. But the Prairie Bomb's amazing. So anybody that can get Prairie in a different state, you should automatically grab it. It is, uh, <laughs> what do you rate it? I rate it, uh... As a stout, well, you can't say five all the way because you already went down to a four point eight five. Well, as a stout, I rate this a five for sure. Of course, I me don't too. Drinks like this is amazing. I I rate this a five. But people can't get this anywhere else, can they? No, no, they can. How? Like you heard Paul, his guy that drinks beer, but there's he, a beer connoisseur in New York knew the beer. Yeah, no, but he it, knew it. But can, you can't go. Can you go buy yeah, this? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. It depends. Okay. I don't know what prairies. Some liquor stores will allow. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if it was only in Oklahoma. Well, so here's what I've learned. So I, from Kyle, a buddy that introduced me to a, one of his friends named Riley. Um, Riley works and then also owns a liquor distribution company. You got some pretty cool friends, man. 
it's yeah, right. Wow, nice. So Kyle and I grew up together. We played soccer together, and you as, played soccer as little kids. Yeah, you played soccer. I played soccer, hmm. and um, so it's just a mutual friend, and he he distributes. So basically, if a brewery or somebody makes a beer, he decides whether they're going to carry it and distribute it out to you know, liquor stores or restaurants or whatever. And so it depends on the distribution of their area. Do but you there are plenty of places that you can get prairie or there's plenty of like uh, Facebook beer trading groups yeah, yeah, that yeah. people trade beers back and forth. And prairie is very high on the trade rates. Back to your friend though. Like I'm looking for some part-time work. You think he'll need like a taster tester for like, you know, taste this six pack and then we'll we'll, because you know i wouldn't be opposed i got free time like i can i could test free beer make sure it's good you want me to call him yeah actually on the podcast on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) who knows what (laughs) that can go one of two ways right now that's legendary we just got the we just got the that is uh, actually one of the best that is the best selfie selfie we've ever gotten actually that is literally it's empty but that's good because he drank it all but legendary selfie right there. That is great. That is. Nicely done, Paul. It is. It is. Oh, you are going to call him on the uh-huh. podcast. Because this could ruin the whole podcast, you know that, right? It could. I don't want to edit anything out. We won't. All right. If he calls you a douchebag when you, he answers him, you're a douchebag. My speaker's not very good, so I don't Your know speaker if sucks. My speaker sucks. What's funny is he won't answer. We're not no, that won't. close of friends yet. But you're gonna, <laughs> but you're gonna call him on a live podcast. Well, you told me to. No, no, no. I said. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Automatic, automatic voice message. Right. Well. Hmm. He yeah. almost made it. He almost made it. Now Kyle would answer. Uh, He'd maybe. Call you back. Maybe. We don't know. Hey, Riley, uh, we were on the podcast and we were talking. Oh, you're leaving him a voicemail. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to leave him a voicemail, okay. too. And uh, we were talking about distribution of ales to different places. And I was like, hey, there's a friend named Riley. Uh, maybe he could help answer some questions. And I've got a buddy that wanted to know if you had part-time work uh, yeah. tasting beers. I need, I need, <laughs> I need work. But, uh, oh, well. Uh, are you are satisfied? we satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> Should we re-record it, or should we just not at all? Oh, shit. I couldn't hear what he said. Star. I pressed an incorrect key. <laughs> okay, I'm hanging up. <laughs> all right, DJ. So right, tell Marshall. us uh, where to find you. Oh, man. Uh, today, if you got an Instagram, like today today, you couldn't find me, but because Instagram is down. But no, you guys can find me at uh, Instagram at DJ Patterson or at EcoGreenMD. EcoGreen's the business, DJ's the personal. Hey, or, or you guys can find me. got tired of me. (laughs) I did, I did, I did. (laughs) Or you can find me or find us at Pints Polishing Podcast on Instagram. Uh, We post random things about what we're drinking what we're doing, all kinds of crap on there, too. So definitely follow us on there. Give us a like. And, and for uh, a lot of detailing tips, the DJ will continue to update his stories. Okay, yeah. I will <laughs> I will start putting detailing tips on there. More business tips than detailing tips because everyone knows how to freaking detail. 
there's new stuff here and there. There's new stuff there. Like I'm more in the business realm, systems and processes and how to increase revenue through systems and processes versus the actual detailing hands-on. We can all clean a car, but it all comes down to business. That's how you really grow your business. So any business questions at all in regards to systems and business, let me know. That's where I really shine. Nice. Nicely done. All right. So the Instagram for Prairie is P-R-A-I-R-I-E, Brew Pub, B-R-E-W-P-U-B. That's where we're at. Um, so go check them out. It's a super and, uh, nice pub, man. Yeah, this very is nice awesome. pub. We've got the, what do you call those behind us? Uh, those are the fermenters. We have fermenters behind us. Yes. Kegs everywhere. Kegs I mean, everywhere. Is, I think, we got a bunch of malt over here. Do you here. think we can start like recording here every every week? Well, I don't know about that. Awesome. I, I'm not sure about it. They might it every sponsor week. us. Well, um, we you're in, you're time, into business, so why don't you start? After the podcast, why don't you start working that? I'm going to go talk to the GM, who's not going to be here this. Who's late. not going to be here this early and uh, work something out. But since you're on the chamber and all that good stuff with the young entrepreneurs of Tulsa, yeah, 36 I think right there's the there's a actually. good chance that uh, you can. I may have a string to pull. You can edu- you can you know educate them on what it is, and then you're going to fucking execute. Is what you're going to do, DJ. They're going to execute. If the podcast in four weeks is here, you know, executed properly. <laughs> four weeks? Because it's going to take four weeks to get here. It's going to take four weeks? Okay. It won't take it next week. Okay. Where can they find you at, Marty? Where can they find you at? At Total Auto Solutions. Total Auto Solutions. Or at Marty L. Hill. Oh, we're plugging that now. Yeah, yeah. I finally, after what, like a year, I just hearing you doing it, it I, yeah, I, mean, I finally was like, okay, I'll. Like, you should, you should. People need really to know what you post on there, though. Like, you I don't post your personal stuff. On I there. do. I post a lot of personal. You post stuff. personal stuff wherever. It doesn't matter. I do. Like that's why I don't ever plug my like. Why I say Marty L Hill? Because I don't really, I don't really put a lot on there. Mostly just put everything on Total Auto Solutions. You should probably transition. I don't. I mean, transition or like. Separate. Merge or, no, I don't know about separate. Uh, either way, and you can also at Pints Polishing Podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think about that? I like it. Hey, man, this has been super fun. Thank you so much to Prairie Brew Pub. So when we walked in, we didn't even, like, nah. we kind of, I in my back of my mind, I was like, I should probably call the manager. Or, I mean, maybe. But, we literally set up But we didn't. Here. We literally just came in at, yeah, like, like 4 o'clock. and microphones. And we're like, hey, man, we want to record a podcast. Where can we go? And they're like, go uh, over there. Uh, <laughs> well. There's a lot of noise over there. Like, <laughs> uh, whatever. But so thanks so much for prayer. You guys should, uh, some of you, which is really cool because we have guests that come on that are like, hey, so-and-so reach out to us. Like, so reach out to prayer and be like, hey, thanks for accommodating them. That would be awesome. Anyway, definitely do that. A lot of fun times, and um, thank you guys uh, for yeah. always listening. Everything. So, whoa, 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 whoa! They have to. You can't leave the whole podcast and not let them know. You you tell them what they should make it. Make it a great day. There you go. <laughs>